You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's his been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my back. Welcome, everyone, to a special emergency NBA trade deadline episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are a Camilo Stanthony podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball. Woo! Natty, what a whirlwind of an NBA trade deadline. Thank God Mello didn't get traded. Thank I was. Were, were you worried? You were paranoid? I, who doesn't want him, you know? I mean, but but that's an honest question. Who doesn't want Carmelo Anthony playing at this level as a terrific player off the bench? Let's just talk about him the whole time. Let's, Perfect. let's Perfect. talk about you've the come here, you've come here, Right. You've come here to uh, to listen to our winners and losers from the deadline. We're just going to spend an hour talking about Carmelo Anthony and how uh, he's just a winner uh, generally. Yeah. I think the easiest thing to do is to just go – we're going to hit on all the big trades. We're going to maybe talk some of the smaller ones and talks for each trade. Someone who we think benefits from this trade in terms of fantasy and someone who uh, is fantasy value, you know, takes a hit winners and losers, you know, the drill. And let's start with the trade that kind of fired the whole day off. And that is the Orlando magic who just were on a dumpster. Oh, fire. How, how dare you? I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning to the news that the Pistons had <laughs> traded DeLon Wright for Corey oh, Joseph and two second rounders. Such a that's good point. That's what started. That such is a good the point. center of the storm. Thank you. <laughs> that, that Game is. changer. <laughs> Are we tanking? Doesn't look like it. Go Pistons. Yeah. Good Also, point. congratulations on your uh, incredible haul. Man, the Boston Celtics really won every single move they tried to make anyway orlando keep going maddie's feeling feisty today i'm sorry i'm fresh off the subway like he's looking good feeling good and he's right he's come he's come prepared yeah we'll we'll get to the celtics no worry but yes the orlando magic do we even need to (laughs) do we even need to what did they do that's important the magic who just sold all of their pieces uh and First off, Nikola Vucevic go, and Al Farouk Amino, can't forget that, going to the Chicago Bulls for Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two first-round picks. Natty, winner from this trade in terms of fantasy value, who do you got? In terms of fantasy value, it's hard for me to say, really. Uh, I mean, I kind of feel like the magic now have a bunch of open spots and minutes available. And so everybody who's left is kind of in a nice pickup position on your waiver. I mean, Mo Bamba, um, 
Terrence Mann is the oldest, most is the longest tenured magic, I think, like MCW. Uh, everybody in Orlando is, that is now there that has been traded there, I think is worth a look, right? Yeah, no, especially, I mean, I in this trade particularly, I was going to say Wendell Carter Jr., like he steps into a bigger role uh, with the Magic. And the Magic is is one of our favorite teams now in the sense that it is a bad team that's just going to give a ton of minutes to their young players. And so if you can get those guys, like they are going to put those players in a chant on the court with plenty of uh, time to, you know, play and hopefully succeed. Like that's ultimately what they want to see. But, you know, Terrence Ross, if he's still available on your waiver wire, he's about to eat. Uh, and I've seen people say that Otto Porter Jr. might get bought out, but if he stays, hmm. uh, obviously worth worth rostering. MCW, you've been you've been on the MCW train quite a bit recently. Frankly, too much. But now well, because it's all come to fruition. That's the team has to play somebody. Right, they have to give minutes and shots to somebody. So uh, we both like Wendell, and um, for whatever reason, he just wasn't. Performing it just didn't work to, in, in in Chicago for some yeah for but for I mean he's reason. a he's a super young player and you have to give him his and he's a big so it's going to take right. a lot longer to develop uh, the problem it's not really a problem but the Magic still have young big centers that also need minutes Mo Bamba is also there they have to find out if either of these guys are worth hanging on to. I think both of them, if they develop, could be, you know, 10-year-long NBA players that you're glad that you have. Um, there's, I mean, there's no real way that you can not play the youth in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, no it'd be stupid else. to make all these moves and and then ultimately be like, we're just going to, you know, give limited. like So, like, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, on 24 minutes this season with the, with the bulls, 10 points, 7.8 rebounds. I have to think that he's going to get upwards of like, you know, 28 minutes with the magic. And he just seems like a lock for a, a regular double, double. And I mean, maybe they'll go twin towers. Maybe they'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. How, like the, the thing with the magic is that they also now have Gary Harris from the Denver trade. And so you have a bunch of guys that you can take looks at because Fultz is out injured and Jonathan Isaac is out injured. Yeah. So, and that's what you're looking for for next year. Oh, and Cole Anthony, their rookie. Uh, oh, yeah, he's back. So oh, he's out. He's out. Right. Is he back, is he back? now? Like, let's I'm, look. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking. sure. Like, this is Cole so Anthony. you you he's have to. Out. There, there's no. Yeah, he's still out. Okay. Yeah. But you have to, he might come back and you just have to see what you can do with these guys. I am kind of glad that Gary Harris went to Orlando because I do sort of feel like his perimeter defense, like they're he, they're paying him so much that they're going to have to play him. So it's like, he also he needed to get out of this slump. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He needed yeah. a change of, because he's just become, Denver is so deep that his role has changed on Denver with the emergence of, you know, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Is it Michael Porter Jr.? Is that who I? Yeah, but the thing yeah. is that he Gary Harris was still their best perimeter defender, and oh, totally. Uh, you would want him to close games, so he's the Magic. 
do have a good defense and they pride the Steve Clifford, the coach they, they pri- and the organization pride themselves on being a good defensive team or at least above average. Um, so I do think this is probably good for the players who are going to Orlando, like enhance your defense. And maybe that'll really help Gary Harris. It's not like the magic are known for blowing teams out. Like they play with defense. Yeah. And so if you can go into next year, knowing that Gary Harris is at least solid, knowing that Pierce has shown you something. And so maybe you don't need to, you know, add another front court presence and then Fultz and Jonathan Isaac are coming back. Like there's, there are reasons to be a little optimistic, I think for next season. And the rest of the season is just trying to instill the defensive minded ethos that the magic have with the new players. Yeah, I mean, the, all these moves make sense for the Magic when you're basically three young cornerstones are all injured. And so it was like, Oh, and RJ Hampton, right, from Denver? Like they... Uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. so that's nice. Yeah, no, the, all, all their trades were nice. Uh, are you at all worried? Maybe not worried, but do you think that there is uh, a chance that Vucevic's counting stats decrease, particularly his scoring with playing alongside... Uh, Zach Levine and, and not being the like ball dominant offense that he was in Orlando. So fantasy wise, Vooch might decline on the other hand, and he's been super efficient as well, but on the other hand, it's, you know, he had a 30% usage rate, I think in Orlando, like he was just doing everything for that team. And now he will have another all-star in the dentist that he can play off of. And he hasn't had all-stars he can play off of in Orlando, maybe his whole career. Um, totally. I can't think of anyone. Oh, I mean, well, has Aaron Gordon never been an all-star, actually? I don't think I don't so. Know. So Stats uh, and information's on it. But there you go. Thank you very Let's much. Let's see. You nope, were very he's never made it to an all-star. So, like, this is arguably the Good best thing the Celtics didn't trade roster he's had. It, I mean... I don't know if those rumors were true. Like that seems kind of stupid to me, but um, because then how do you replace Marcus? Whatever. Anyway, uh, there's a good team in Chicago right now. I think Yeah, you have a good big, you have good perimeter players. Uh, Since Tomas Sadoransky got, put into the starting lineup in place of Kobe white. He's played better. The team has looked better Thad young. They didn't trade him. No, they did not trade Thaddeus. They want him because they want to go to the playoffs and they want to do well there. Like no one thinks that they're a contender for the championship or anything, but if you could make a good showing in the first round, that's also good. You need playoff experience in order to really advance as a team. We see it over and over and over it's one of the only true things about the NBA that remains consistent. Like it's really hard to do it the first time without a prior yeah. attempt. So Levine, I think Levine and Vooch are going to play really well together. Um, Their pick and roll is going to be low key. And they can both, you know, pop off like there's yeah there's the defense is a serious concern vooch is not a defensive player but you know who cares like they wanted to get better as the team and if you didn't want to wait for wendell and you thought you could get better right now 
and with a a dude who's only 30 Vooch is only 30 it's not like he's 32 so this also maybe lets you keep Zach Levine maybe you're oh, afraid I think of losing the dentist and it's like oh, yeah see we're trying to do stuff no I think this is a big move for that I would see uh Vooch kind of moving back to what you saw 2018 2019 where he was taking like 16 uh attempts per game he's taken he's been taking 20 this year and that's just because he's been like the focal point of orlando so with that like 16 attempts per game he was still averaging you know he's still getting you 20 points uh so i would see his offense maybe his scoring going down a little bit but he's now like you said playing with a better team around him so his assists i mean his assists could creep into you know four four and a halfs Sure. Uh, Good point. With with that, so you're going to get that kind of his playmaking ability uh, added to that as well. Um, let's move on then to one of the other Maver- Magic trades. So Magic's uh, send Evan Fournier. <laughs> don't Google his name. Fournier to the uh, Boston Celtics for two seconds, and it came out later. And Jeff Teague, which as a Celtics fan, <laughs> I mean Jeff Teague. I'm sure you're a great guy. You 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 kind of came on as of late, and maybe that was just to boost your trade value. But uh, you know, I'm happy that uh, that you're no longer on the Celtics. Is that mean to say? Probably, but it just 48. doesn't matter. Like yeah. so, yeah, you can replace that with someone you are excited about. And Forty is good. He can shoot. Yeah. He can play. He's 20 points per game. Uh, so he was starting with Orlando. He's, I don't think that there's a world in which he starts for the Celtics. I mean, Brad could get really creative with some of these lineups and maybe he slides in next to Kemba, but I don't really think that that's going to happen. I think what he is brought on to be is the offensive spark plug for the bench uh, and, and being a guy who comes out and gets you, you know, obviously helps this, the second team, be able to still score and uh, and get things done there, uh, which means what? He's averaging 30 minutes per game now. Like, I think he'd probably still see around, you know, high 20s, uh, low 30s. Well, yeah. yeah. So I think that's – I don't think there's going to be too much change uh, in terms of his stats fantasy-wise coming over to Boston. Obviously, real basketball-wise, I love this move. Um, what do you think? What is – what are your I feelings? I actually wonder whether his minutes – I think his shot portfolio will decrease by a little bit, but I wonder, I mean, I think he's the sort of player that lets you stagger Tatum and Brown Mm, so that like he's the bridge in between the two. So it's like, he comes in and either Brown or Tatum can go out and you know, like the other one can play with him. And then, uh, so he's like the other perimeter player that you can use to replace one of the two stars. Yeah. Like, yeah, start if he were to be starting ever, I think it would be because let's rest Kemba or let's right. rest Marcus, who right. you know was injured earlier in the season, and that's not bad. And you know, Fournier is a guy who isn't going to lose you games. Like this is mm-hmm. a smart, competent pickup. Um, you know, he's like a B plus player. It didn't yep. cost you, you know, cost you nothing. So, yeah, and I, well, I mean, it costs you some of the gigantic trade exception, but you can still use the rest of it in the offseason. Yeah, they still have like 11 million of that, so that's not, I mean, I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's a smart move made by a smart front office that I, you know, in retrospect, I'm just thinking about their entire offseason and this season, and it's just conservative. It is like they just have not tried to do anything surprising. 
they knew that they were a little bit unlucky with Kemba's health and then COVID, but like they're two young stars, the nucleus of the next championship team are there and they're both healthy now. They're both coming off COVID. So this almost sort of feels like we're going to get better, but we're also not trying this year as hard as we can. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's fair. Uh, also Kemba's starting to like put together solid games now uh, in a row, which is always great to see. Uh, the Celtics also traded Daniel Tice and Javante Green to the Bulls <laughs> for more Mo Wagner. Obviously when I saw the trade, sorry, just to interrupt, when I yeah. saw the trade and I saw Jay Green, I was like, wait, which Jay, how many there's so, it feels like they don't have Jeff green. Like what's going on Boston, here? It is. It has been a rule in the Celtics history that you need to have at least one player with the last name green on your roster. Right. You had Gerald like green and you had TJ. Jeff green. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's the laws of nature and there will be another green that comes out of the woodwork to, uh, to join the Celtics. It's probably going to be who we sign with our open roster spot. Uh, the only thing that I would say that comes out of this, I love Daniel Tice. I'll give him some props. It sucks that his uh, time with Boston ended on a missed three to beat the Bucks after they were down 25. But uh, Natty, you have to be happy. We're happy on this podcast because Daniel Tice, no longer on the Celtics, means it is time for the clock blocker to finally start. It is time for Robert Williams III to take the court and play upwards of 25 minutes a game and be the uh, the both the shot-blocking defensive monster we know him to be and a man who you should be adding everywhere, uh, everywhere. in fantasy because he his numbers are about to go through the roof. He's going to average a double-double and get you like three stocks a game. So he is a 100% a must roster, and I'm really pissed because in my Dynasty League, uh, I had him. I dropped him like two months ago. And uh, I checked back now. I, I checked back like last week and I was like, ooh, Rob Williams. Like, I think, you know, he's starting to, everything's starting to click. We talked about it on the show and my motherfucking brother has him. And I was oh, like, nice. Good. Son of a bitch. High five. Well son, done. Son That's so satisfying. The worst. <laughs> Absolutely um, the worst. I bet he's so happy today. Good for him. Oh my Hold God. On. Yeah. Cause, cause let's you, you talk about, cause I know you just wrote an article on fake teams about Robert Williams. Uh, and so I'm sure let me, I want to look at Rob Williams is uh, per 36 right now. So the clock blocker himself and what time is it? No one can know because he blocks clocks. <laughs> he, the time Lord is going to be inherit a bunch of minutes i mean we think we presume i guess tomorrow we could wake up and like drum was bought out and now he's in green drum has been bought out yeah we're gonna talk about that There's, was he it's, oh i didn't yeah, see that yeah i think drummond both drummond and lamarcus aldridge have been have been successfully bought I saw out that lma yeah okay um that's interesting or anyway, maybe drum and drum and the Cavs are like talking about it and it hasn't quite come to it God, yet. That maybe. was such a stupid trade that they in Detroit did. Oh, Excellent. don't worry. We're going to get to the absolutely dumbest trade that a team has made in the last, I don't even know, 10 years. We'll debate. But anyways, continue. <laughs> That's a lot of trades. I don't know if we have enough time on this spot. The lot yeah. of dumb shit happens in the NBA from year to year. Anyway, Robert Williams is 23 years old, I believe. Robert Williams III. Yes, sir. Uh, he is efficient. He is learning. He is, he hasn't been asked to do too much. They've been bringing him along. And I think they liked 
what they saw enough so that they were like, you're a starting big in the NBA. We believe in you. And we're still not going to ask too much of you, but add, you know, eight to 10 minutes onto your CV. Let's see what's up with you. Let's see what you can do. Um, He is a dynamic player that fits with what the Celtics want to do. So it's almost like if he can really blossom, then he's the guy. That's why you didn't trade for Miles Turner. Yep. You know, like that's, if they really believe in Robert Williams, the third, that that, and that was the determining factor for why they didn't uh, trade for Turner over the off season, or I guess this week, then that's perfect because you do need a good front court presence with these elite perimeter players. Um, He's averaging two and a half blocks, I think over the last month, something like that. It's like, he's just been, yeah, please give me, give me here's his per here's his per 36. It has me all kinds of hot and bothered right now. His per 36 is 16 points per game, uh, 13 boards per game, 1.8 steals per game and 3.6 blocks. <laughs> like what if he did that? Like what if he just what averaged if, three fucking blocks for the rest of the season? Fucking averages. Be... Oh my god. If you go back because to Because he has a 7 infinity it's, it's wingspan. If you go back to like, March, the month of March, he's averaging 10 points, 8 boards and 2.8 blocks. That's why your brother on, picked him on up. 20 that right there. Yeah, exactly. On minutes. no minutes. Yeah. No minutes. Like this guy, totally. this guy is about to like step into, even if it's like six more minutes, even if he's averaging 26 yes. minutes per game, like his numbers, he is going to get you double digit points. He's going to get you double digit boards. And he is going to get you like three blocks a game with regularity. And he's going to have some games where he gets you like seven blocks. And it's just his, his numbers are about to roll really spike. And so to me, like, since this let's is a winners, and lo- we're, we're winners really I know, let's, let's, I know I'm, re- <laughs> I'm getting, uh, I, this is not Dr. Pete. The stethoscope is, I have thrown it in the ocean right now. Um, yeah. If this is a, this is a winners and losers podcast. One of the biggest winners fantasy wise today was, was the clock blocker himself. Without a doubt. This is Boston saying, Yep, you're a starter. We're going with you. If there's actual health in the guard positions with Marcus and Kemba, then maybe Boston gets on a roll late and maybe they go into the playoffs looking pretty fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think they I think you're right that they looked at the roster and they were like, "Okay, we're going to, you know, we could do something drastic, but we've also seen that I mean the last few times that they've tried to do something drastic, it hasn't quite, you know, panned out. And I think it's ultimately like, we're going to, we're on the Jalen Jason timeline and we will just, we'll go as, you know, we'll go where they go. Uh, let's wrap up all the magic's trades. Uh, Cause the last one is Aaron Gordon. Yeah, they were the Denver nexus. Nuggets. I mean, they changed the league today. Yeah. They, the magic, the magic went ballistic. Uh, Denver Nuggets traded Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, a first round pick to the magic for Aaron Gordon. Uh, we talked about you, already talked about Gary Harris and RJ Hampton. Obviously anyone in the magic now has some sort of fantasy value, especially if they're going to be playing a large role like Gary Harris will be. What do you think about Aaron Gordon, Denver? Fantasy wise. I don't think it's great. If you own Aaron Gordon, I think you probably 
unless someone offers you something crazy in a trade, like of equal value, that means crazy to me today because he's fourth at best on that team in shots. Like he's not overtaking uh, Jamal Murray and he's probably not overtaking MPG like MPJ. Sorry. Right. It's like, it's going to be him and like Will Barton battling for shots, which is not, you know, Aaron Gordon's three point shot has gotten better. You know, he's totally decent. He is a good solid defender. Like he's not lights out or anything, but he's exactly what Denver needed. He isn't going to be there to score. So maybe, you know, his efficiency increases, maybe he makes the most of it. And he ends up playing more than the young Michael Porter jr. Who can't play defense. So uh, I think this is perfect because Joker will be able to know how to use Aaron Gordon extremely well. I think this helps uh, Murray, strangely, because it's like another guy mm. that you can count on offensively to like do what they do. You know, like yeah. Gary Harris yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. there anymore. You know, it's like, okay, we can give it to Aaron Gordon. Like he, he can actually like score. And we're not surprised when it happens. And Aaron Gordon can help Jamal Murray on the perimeter in defense, you know? So this is a great landing spot for him in real life. I don't know if it's that great in fantasy. Yeah. Real basketball. I totally agree with you. This is like the nuggets, the nuggets did the right thing to like really cement themselves as rivaling the jazz is i think one of the best teams in the west i guess this like aaron gordon defends dudes like jimmy butler right right you Uh, know he'll be defending uh devin booker i think yeah i think the biggest the biggest reason why it's not just a shots thing for me in terms of why i'm not loving him in fantasy uh it's also the fact that like one of the things that we've talked a lot about and a lot of people who if you spend the time to watch magic games and have watched aaron gordon before an underrated part of his game is being a facilitator uh and that was something that we were all kind of excited for that even in a new team that that could be a role that kind of he's able to expand upon that's not going to happen with playing next to the honey bot and the honey pot. Like that's Jokic's job in, in Denver and Murray's job is to be the facilitators of that offense. So you're not going but those to those necess- guys don't play all the time either. You know, like no, that's true. That's true. And the nuggets are actually like a little bit thin at the guard position. Now, like they just have a, but like they have Facundo Compazzo, they have Monty Morris. They, um, you know, Will Barton is still there, but, they're they're suddenly like a little bit thinner in other areas and maybe they'll be asking gordon to facilitate maybe he maybe. runs the show when joker and when Murray joker's sit. out possible but, i mean he's now the third like most vet dude on that team right oh uh well what's his face is still there the power forward um, Paul has been there for yeah god like i can't believe i forgot his name i know i'm looking um, i'm looking through the ages on this team and it's like 25 23 will barton's right. 30 26 22 35 yeah Millsap's getting like aarp notices they're like Ooh, Jermichael, closer Jermichael green is somehow going to appear on the celtics just throwing just saying it there's I there's like your him. next there's a green i like him too yeah but that's, that's there's a green i'm keeping track of all the yeah. potential greens that are just going to somehow make their way to boston you always need a jay green when you're the always. celtics it's, uh, they should just have a jersey that says that that you can just buy. it's just there's a number there's jersey. 
Oh, they need yeah. There needs to be a clock blocker jersey. Maybe we'll your art it. was so delicious. By oh, the way, stop. that is just absolutely fantastic. But um, Aaron Gordon is twenty five years old, and he's under contract for next season too. So it's not like this is a prove it season. On yeah. the other hand, if you don't fucking help the Nuggets, like if you don't sort of rise to the occasion in this situation when the Lakers are injured. When you have the chance to be the two seed, like you, and you're playing with the best player you've ever played with. Joker is, looks like a Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, you could make an argument that Murray might, well, no, Vooch, I guess, has a. Let's not get there yet. Okay. So this is, this is great for Aaron Gordon career wise, but you have to fucking live up to it. You have to play your defense and you have to, like, not shit the bed. I mean, if you don't look good for the rest of the season and the trade g- goes sideways, that's a catastrophe. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. All right, we got some more trades to talk about, but before we get to them, let's take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we are back, and I alluded to it, Natty. Let's talk about the worst trade that has gone down over the last 10 years. And you can quote me on that. Uh, the Houston Rockets did trade Victor Oladipo at the 11th hour, just snuck it under the deadline, even though it came 30 minutes after the deadline. Uh, the Miami Heat get Victor Oladipo for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk, And I think like a second rounder or some shit. Zach Harper on Twitter pointed this out and I have to give him credit. And I also have to say it. Um, this now basically comes to the fact that you got Bradley, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk instead of Karis LeVert and Jared Allen for uh, James Harden. And if you look at the trade on as a whole, the trade as a whole is uh, what the Rockets got back is Dante Exum, Rodnus Kirkus. Rodion's Karuks. Yep. That guy too. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. That's what they got back for James Harden. And I almost sort of feel like Avery Bradley isn't going to be on that team by this no. time next week. It's um, It doesn't look good. It's the and worst trade in NBA history. I know I went from 10 years to NBA history, but... <laughs> I don't know. I still think the Drummond trade that the Cavs made is stupid because terrible. like, what are you getting out? Like you're not getting anything out of it. You just got to give drum like $20 million for no reason. And you're out <laughs> second round picks or something. <laughs> Who cares? Good job. Um, Good job. Cleveland. 
it's okay. So first of all, we don't know if this was the best offer that they received. So maybe they had to do it just by default. Like this is technically better oh, I, than just I letting him that- walk. Yeah, I think they definitely this was this was like all that was on the table and they waited till the 11th hour to see if any team was going to top it. I bet that there was an offer out there but it was like we're sending you back real salary. Maybe. Um yeah. and they said no. So Depot has been injured for what seems like 5 years and I am still on board with him especially now that he's on a team with Jimmy. This is my fucking team, Butler. Jimmy's Jimmy's about to- And bam, I'm second. I'm second. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's, again, like, he's not going to be asked to do too much. And he gets to play with, like, they didn't, the Heat didn't end up trading Tyler Hero for, and they got a guy that can be, you know, his ceiling is like a third team all NBA player, I think. Depot with Duncan Robinson is going to be pretty good, I think. Uh, Depot can also distribute. So this mm-hmm. is sort of like getting a backup point guard. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what I would do. I don't have Depot this year. I lost him in my fucking free agent draft last offseason in my main league. And I wish I still had him because I do sort of feel like he could, he's like, he's a guy who could grab the bull by the horns and is like, I'm on a championship contender. If I do my absolute best, watch the fuck out. I'm not saying 26 points a game, but like 18, five and three, something like that. The thing that's, the thing that's so encouraging is the fact that if you look at the heats, like shooting attempts, it's there's there. Like with this, with the uh, bulls, Zach Levine's like taking like 23 attempts per game or some shit like that. He's had to, like he had a 30% usage rate, just like Vooch. But the but their heat, forces combined. Shit. The Heat, Jimmy Butler leads the team with 14 attempts per game. Yes. Victor Oladipo in Houston had 19 attempts per game. Right. So, like, it's – I just think that it's something where Victor Oladipo is going to step in, and and this Heat's roster is constructed where, like, he, you're right. He might be the, like, primary offensive weapon and option, but because of the fact that if – he's somehow like there's just he's in a different role he's on a team that like is is a serious contender he's a team with jimmy butler who i feel like if they buy if he buys into jimmy butler's education style uh jimmy's gonna get the most out of him and so it it could be an instant where victor oladipo comes into miami is reinvigorated and you see him like you know start putting up he's already doing 20 a game this year but he continues that 20 game gets you five assists like he could he could start putting up some real numbers and and in a sense on a team that's you know going to do uh, good actual basketball wise. I think his shot profile will go down just because uh, so much of the heat is about everybody gets you know eight to right. twelve shot like they they the point is that they distribute and they move the ball around and you know if. Gordon Drogic is healthy for the playoffs. He and Depot are going to be a really dynamic tandem, I think. Um, there's, yeah, I there's can promise you Kendrick with Nunn Depot. is not Sorry. getting 11, point, 11 a shot attempts a game anymore. Also, who, like, they might rest people day to day. You know, like, I think there might be a lot of rest games going forward. Um, Victor Oladipo has played with Russell Westbrook, you know, like he has been in so many different situations 
in his tenure in the NBA that I think that this is probably a great fit for him because, Mm -hmm. you know, heat culture and all that shit. But also, like, we don't ask any one person to do too much. We want you to play with in what you can add to the team so long as you defend. Like, if you Mm -hmm. defend and you run hard and you're in Mm -hmm. shape. So, you know, if Depot's actually healthy, then he could be absolute dynamite for this team, a heat squad that suddenly has a bunch of fucking good players. Yeah. I also Loki like Kelly Olenek in Houston fantasy wise. Kelly has been kind of coming on as of late and he's now going to be stepping into uh, probably a good amount of good amount of minutes. I mean, everybody who's left in Houston is going to get whatever they want. It's just like the magic baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And oh shit, I forgot that shy Gilgis Alexander yeah. is done for this season. And yep. just boohoo for that. But also everybody else on the Thunder now gets his minutes and shots. So look at the backup point guard, look at Blue Dort, like look at everybody there. Yep. 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 Uh all right. Uh one final big trade, I would say. And I when this trade went down, Natty, I I immediately thought of you because I don't know if if there's a single trade outside of maybe Carmelo Anthony getting traded to the Pistons. I don't think that there's like a trade that involved so much of Natty Wallach before. And that was the Raptors talking about (laughs) the Raptors trading Norman Powell to the trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. Rodney hood. Your man, Norman Powell is now on the fucking trailblazers. How, what is this world, Natty? This was a, a trade made in your honor. So he storm and Norman and CJ combined to be, I think two of the top five, maybe two of the top three, like, most efficient shooters in the league this year. And um, of course, Maestro Damian Lillard is still there as well. The Blazers got a hell of a lot better, I think. Like a hell of a lot better. Norm Powell is a guy that can drop 40. And if he's been doing that while the Raptors have been ravaged by COVID, while people have been out all year. So you might say to yourself, oh, yeah, well, that's just because everybody was out all year. But he was doing it without any help. Like, now he has two all-stars to play off of. His role might decrease, but I kind of feel it's going to stay static. Like, he's going to start. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Gary Trent Jr. leaves 30 minutes behind. Exactly. And Norman Powell has been averaging 30 minutes. Like, I think he's just going to step right into Gary Trent Jr.'s role. And, I mean, on – the 30 minutes he's been averaging 19 points per game and he gives you three board. Like he is just offense and he, and I just add him and I'm very happy with this. And you're totally right that like playing alongside CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, even if he's stat, you know, they're going to stagger those minutes probably, or, or you're going to play with one or two, you know, one or those guys on the court or maybe both, but it's just like defenses are going to be worried about Dame. They're going to be worried at CJ. And now, and now Norman Powell is just going to have all these open shots. And like you said, he's already one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA right now at the guard position. This is beautiful. I am loving the fact that I, I went and rostered him. You were talking about the dumbest trade of all time. This is one of the best trades of the season. Think about when they close games and Dame has the ball. And then there's CJ and Norm Powell on the, like they're that tandem might actually be the most dangerous offensive weapon 
going forward because yeah. all of those guys can fucking score 40 points and there's no real great way to defend them. I mean, they could just dump it off to Cantor inside if they want to. Right. So this is going to be an extremely fun rest of the season for the Blazers. I have, I'm, I am convinced that they are trying to get as high a seed as they possibly can. I think yeah. they're maybe a shadow team for a drum or LMA. Yeah, yeah, I like LaMarcus that. Ooh, LMA home. reunion? LaMarcus goes home. Uh, uh, maybe both because, like, you know, Aldridge is in some defensive force and they could really fuck. I mean, not that drum is, but, like, they could ex- use some defense. They really, yeah. really could. But uh, that team got a hell of a lot better today, I think. Yeah. Like, them yeah, and Denver really did. really did a good job. Yep. I, I think they did better than the Nuggets, agree. really. Yeah. Wow. That's 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 bold. That's that is a but that's because he's a boyfriend of mine. Like because right, you're in I love am, with him, and that's fair. Absolutely. He's on my main fantasy team. I'm not dropping him. I no. don't I'm think anyone else should him. either. No, fuck God yeah. No. You should be you should be trying to go get him at whatever cost. I mean, people, and that's actually you know what? Yes, low key. What is his roster? What is his roster percentage right now? Let me bring it up. But uh, it should be a hundred if it it's should not a hundred. <laughs> this is something where I feel like Norman Powell going to the uh Trailblazers, and I will speak from my own perspective. I am someone who I've been playing fantasy basketball now for three years, but like when I first started, uh, it was definitely an instance where you'd be like, Oh, there's a lot of mouths to feed, that's not good, and not thinking critically about things. Uh but if you think critically, like, so you can take advantage of that for someone who maybe is like, oh, Norman Powell goes from, you know, the Ra- the Raptors to this team where he's got to play with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Ugh, that's going to be so much. Is he really going to get that much attempts? And then you trade him. You lowball, you snag him, and then you happily dance on their grave when he, uh, when he just balls out for you. Did I not add him? I'm looking at my tees right now. Where is he? Pete, oh my God, Pete! What's no? Happened? Did your what brother happened? get him too? What I happened? I swear to God, if some shit goes down, because I added him, mother effer. This happens to everyone I, every season. I didn't. You know why I Was didn't get him? Because or something? No, it's because of waivers. Ah, son of a bitch! I still have Danilo Gallinari. Can I say something to y'all yeah, out ahead. there? I'm really. This is right why now. you hold your waiver order you do not uh, use your waiver claims early in the season you hold on to them until there's a player that you really fucking want like in my main dynasty league someone dropped patrick williams i had the number one order claim because i'd held on to it all fucking season i did not pick up anyone off of waivers and i got it and i couldn't be happier well i could be happier you know if i had all my other players that i love i'm but, upset right now Right. And Patrick Williams, I mean, his his role might diminish even further because Vooch is there, but it's yeah. still good for him and his development as a rookie. Like yeah. he's one of the youngest players in the league and could be on a real playoff team. That's also, a good thing. I'm also low-key now super invested in the uh the Bulls offense as I have Levine Vooch. They're and, gonna be uh, fun to watch. Thaddeus Young. Yeah. They're they gonna are. be fun to watch. Yo, I have Sadaransky on one of my teams. I've loved him for a while. Um yeah. And then, and then Kobe White with his lightning flash energy coming off the bench is pretty nice, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a bunch of other little trades that went down. Any of them particularly moved the needle for you, uh, Natty? 
I mean, the Wizards ended up making a deal with, like, there was a three-teamer. There's Nick involved. Like, there's a lot of stuff that got moved, but I'm not sure that anything really moves yeah. the needle. Um, oh, wait, Rondo to the Clippers. <laughs> I do love that. That's amazing. So in the space of less than a year, they the LA Clippers get rid of Montrezl Harrell and Sweet Lou Williams. They're two six-man, you know, tandem guys that they that everybody loved. They're both gone. If the Clippers, like if if they don't get playoff Rondo, this is one of the worst trades ever. This is so dumb. Also, they still don't have a guy that can just. This doesn't change the fact that they're a jump shooting team. You right. know, like, yeah, you have Rondo and he can distribute, but he's also older and like maybe you won't get playoff Rondo. I, but you might, you, know, you might, yeah, if you sure. get playoff Rondo. I also, I also think they just did this to get in LeBron's head because no one gets in LeBron's head more than, even though I guess they did play together and they were now friends, but. Dude, but also like, I, if I'm the Lakers, am I really afraid of the Clippers? Like who defends AD? Zubat? Rondo. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They put <laughs> Rondo on LeBron. They're like, hey man, just go for it. Also, um, also quickly, the fact that the Celtics, when they played the Bucks, the very first possession, they post up Giannis on Marcus, and Marcus defends him perfectly, and Giannis can't make the shot. It made me so happy. I mean, Marcus asks for it. it it's great. It's, it's you great. can't trade a guy like that. Uh um, yeah, you can't trade it like that. It's I, I it. do want to say, like, if you have sweet Lou on your team and now he's on the Hawks. I have no answers for you. I have absolutely no fucking idea what this team is going to look like because DeAndre Hunter just came back and like everyone sort of seems to be healthy. You just mentioned Danilo, uh, you know, Bogdan's there, right? Like what the hell? I mean, this team is deep, but is it good? Yeah. No one, no one has any ideas. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? The Kings ended up trading Nemanja Bialica. Um, I still don't really feel like they did a good job. JJ Redick <laughs> is in Dallas. That could be interesting if JJ has something left in the tank, but it absolutely As the Mavericks does not help them. Make a, make a quest to be the first and only all-white uh, NBA team of the last century. Right, and all defense, at, or all offense and no defense. So yeah. um, there's, I, I mean, the Warriors made a trade just to get under the luxury tax there you know there were a bunch of small moves everywhere i do sort of feel like some teams could have made moves i i'm a little bit surprised the knicks didn't make a bigger move um yeah just because they had 15 million dollars in space like maybe they could have like even be a salary dump team um but yeah i mean the bulls making the trade for vooch i think and Norm Powell and Aaron Gordon, those are the three real needle movers. Oh, and the Heat getting better, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but the Magic are on rebuild number 1,000. And, you know, there's not a lot that happened in Houston that you can hang your hat on. So I think it's a little bit disappointing for both those franchises. Uh, I mean, the Heat, like, if you're a Heat... Or, not the heat uh houston if you're a rockets mm. fan you can, yeah. like six months ago you were like as long so long as we have jimmy 
so long as we have the beard, man, like we'll as always be okay. As, right. Or if we change then James you get Harden, Christian we're going to get a huge, we're going to get so many players back for James Harden. Dude, like, and John Wall, like, will he play yep. the rest of the season? I, I, I don't know. Um, there's a, an argument to be made, though, that like Utah and Phoenix are still sort of the cream of the crop with a wounded Lakers and a thin Clippers. Like, I don't yeah. really know if the Nuggets are now better than either of those two teams. Well, I, I think, but they got closer at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll have a uh, rest of the NBA season to find out. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the Fate Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That's how you'll not only get us, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football shows. Follow us on Twitter at the Long Two Podcast. And uh, Natty, until next week, stay safe, my friend. You do the same. Thanks, bud. Talk to you later.